0: Hey everyone, Matt Straub, welcome to, you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. This is the week 21 whip around episode. We got a lot to hit today. We'll be checking in with Tommy Beer. We're going to talk a little bit about Alonzo Ball, Gary Harris, some other guys who are making a lot of noise late in the season. After that, we'll talk with Dr. A, who is still very upset about. Bucks, sending some players on Monday night. We'll also talk a little bit of buy low and sell high with Steve, and whether that should even still be a thing at this point of the season. So that is all coming up. We begin things with Tommy Beer. Tommy, what's on your what's on your mind? What's on your agenda? What's on your schedule? What's on your radar?
1: I want to show a little bit of love to Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Um, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those guys that obviously had some, some major issues with his form and mechanics when he entered the league and plenty of players talk about, you know, revamping and reworking their mechanics, but rarely does a player actually do it to the point where, um, you know, he dramatically improves his, his percentages. But we've seen that from Lonzo Ball this season, um, specifically, You know, overall this season, certainly, but even more so of late. Kind of looking at the breakdown of the numbers. uh, Zion Williamson made his debut on January 20th. Um, The Pels have played 20 games since then. Lonzo shooting 43% from behind the arc. Um, Nearly three uh, three pointers per game over that same stretch. Um, Over the last 10 games... Um, that number's jumped up to 48.5%, and last week he was just on fire. Four-game stretch, shot 58% from three-point range during that four-game. Uh, over those four games, averaged 21 points, 7.5 rebounds, 7.5 assists, two steals, 5.3 trays. Um, just really a fantasy
0: monster of late. A monster. And, and, and I wrote about him in Round Boss too last week. First thing, I I love the Pelicans, by the way. That's yes, like my... my yes. And I'm not even that big of a Zion head. Like, I have, I have nothing against Zion. I like watching him play. But, man, I'm like a Drew Holiday, Alonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram kind of guy, you know? I love totally. watching all They just dudes. got
1: kids and players and depth. Um, yes, I'm jealous of Pelican fans. Yeah. I'm not afraid to yeah. admit it.
0: And, by the way, the, the whole changing form thing is crazy. I'm an avid recreational basketball player. And a little over a year ago, my cousin who played college basketball was over at my house. He was like, man, you're really sticking your elbow out when you shoot. <laughs> and uh, my cousin's kind of a... You know, not to get too deep into the weeds here, but he's kind of you know an older brother figure to me, so I really took that to heart. I was like, "Let me, I'm gonna fix this, dude. It is hard. Like when you when you have like muscle memory like that. So imagine being an NBA player trying to fix it. It's like ten times harder."
1: It is Im- almost impossible. I mean, luckily, I- I'm I'm in the same way. I'm I'm, I'm you know maniacal, um, you know uh, rec player. Yeah. um So I you know and and when I was a kid, me and my my cousin, my brother would would film ourselves shooting, and I had a P- uh, pistol Pete VHS <laughs> tapes to to make sure that my finger was lined up, my elbow. Yes. Yeah, so I'm a kind of a stickler for mechanics. It's always something I've been kind of fascinated in, just kind of the um, forms and mechanics of players and shooters. And yes, it's it's difficult um, for other folks that um are maybe not don't play or shoot as as much as we do Uh, you know imagine trying to change your golf swing at age 40 or or something along those lines it's just things that are ingrained in you 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 just do it the way you've always grown and to try to uh, amend that and change that kind of midstream is very
0: difficult so lonzo is just i mean i feel like his ceiling has first of all this is a guy who how, how many guys have had like more of an uphill climb to uh fantasy owners liking them, (laughs) you know, like between his dad, you know, rubbing a lot of people the wrong way, Lonzo having kind of bad percentages, getting hurt, like he's just kind of been an easy guy to fade, I think, in fantasy, but man, those days are over for those of us who want to win our leagues, I think.
1: (laughs) Totally agree with you. And yes, I'm on the same boat, man. I was ready to hate the kid coming at the college. Um, really ugly mechanics, ugly form, annoying dad, you know, just seemed kind of full of himself. But the more you watch him play and the, and the more you hear him talk, um, it's kind of one of those, maybe we shouldn't be so quick to judge because, um, you know, seems like a, a kid that's dedicated to his craft, as opposed to some other folks, not constantly on social media, causing drama, even though he was, you know, played for the Lakers for two years, just kind of kept his head down, um, overcame some injuries and his just really in a perfect situation now with the Pelicans.
0: Yeah, I'm getting shades of, of Jason Kidd, like Jason Kidd 2.0 yeah. when it comes to fantasy, yep. and that guy was an awesome fantasy player. Yep. So I'm I'm in on Lonzo Ball next year. I think we're gonna have to draft. He's gonna be the guy who like makes a leap toward the top 25 in drafts. I think. Too high? He's been a top 20. He's been a top 20 guy the last month.
1: He has he has nineteenth overall of the last month. I don't think that's that much of a stretch. I guess we'll have to see. Do they trade Drew Holiday? I know that's he I think Drew Holiday will have just one year left on his contract after this season. Do they extend him? Um, if for some reason they decide to trade trade Holiday, I think that just really a ball could explode onto the scene. I'd probably be a little more comfortable in the thirty five ish range. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, That's fair. but
1: twenty five wouldn't be a reach. I, I wouldn't get mad at you for I that. I got
0: a little I got a little overexcited there. I got carried away. <laughs> <laughs> You had another guy uh, who I think you had someone else you wanted to bring onto the table here.
1: Just don't. I think we should. You know, speaking of uh, guys that weren't on the radar and, and really have exploded onto the scene, uh, Duncan Robinson. It'll be very interesting to see where he goes in drafts because he's one of those guys that is a true one category specialist. But that doesn't mean he hurts you in other categories. I think that's important to note um, because a lot of you know strictly three point gunners will shoot in the low forties, if not the high thirties, on field goal percentage uh, because so many of their shots are taken from behind the arc. But Robinson is over. 50% um, from the floor this year, 90% from the free throw line. Um, and it just really is remarkable when you look at his, uh, his season, most threes ever by an undrafted player. Uh, most threes in heats in, in heat history, um, is on pace to have the third highest three point percentage in a season ever. And his last three games as 24 threes. I think he's one of those guys like at the start of the season. Yeah, he's, he's gotten hot, but you know, once the, the, the heat finally get healthy and Dion waiters gets back in the lineup and Jimmy, but, you know, et cetera. Um, you know, kind of none, and, and Duncan Robbins. It'll fade into the background, but it's been anything but. Um, so for those folks that have stuck with him, he's really almost been a, a category winner by himself.
0: It's crazy, man. I'm looking at his – I'm on basketball reference. His last 14 games, I believe in his last 14 games, he has hit five or more three-pointers ten times. That's just like, – <laughs> It's just insane. Five threes is just what he's doing at the moment. Like, that's his yes. average. Yes. It's crazy.
1: So it'll be interesting to see, like, where you – where he's placed, you know, going into next season, where you rank him because he's unique in the respect that um, you know, if you have a bunch of three-point shooters in your early rounds, you don't really need them because it's kind of a redundancy. Right. Um, and if you're punting three-pointers, you don't want to draft them. But at a certain point, you know, somebody's going to draft them. And, he, you know, again, in the playoffs, you have a guy that's averaging five three-pointers per game that really, you know, could carry you a single category and could be, um, you know, a difference maker in, in the fantasy postseason.
0: Do you think there are people who punt threes in fantasy leagues? I don't think necessarily pump, but if you go
1: bigs early on, right. you know, you get a drumming type dude or, you know, somebody along those lines, you may just be like, um, you know, I don't necessarily need a guy that's, uh, you know, going to – I I don't. I think it's it's far more common, obviously, the free throw punt, et cetera. Right. Um, but I, I think, it, you know, it depends on how certain folks build their squads out.
0: Well, Duncan Robinson is actually older than another guy I think we were talking about uh, discussing, Gary Harris, who is now in yes. his – Uh, sixth year in the league Robinson in his second year in the league about to turn 26 Gary Harris (laughs) has been I don't know if you want to call him I think you could call him a headache for a lot of this year couldn't you
1: yes absolutely
0: and then it goes back to last year I mean he he was he was very annoying last year just because he got hurt but you know I think he's been mostly healthy this year gotten dinged up a little bit but really inconsistent and I don't know maybe I don't know why it's caught my eye the last few games it feels like Maybe he's starting to, to put it together.
1: I scooped him up this week. I think it was in a Roto-World League. Maybe it was the charity stripe or something. But I know he scooped him up somewhere on, I think, over the weekend. And listen, his last three games averaging 15 points, um, shooting 60% from the floor. You know, that'll come back down. But, you know, just kind of giving you Gary Harris lines. He's had nine steals over his last three—actually, uh, 12 yep. steals over his last four games. Um, And just, you know, kind of the numbers that we expected from Gary Harris for the last 18 months or so that he hasn't delivered. I like him a lot more than some of the other guys. There's other guys on the waiver wire that we get asked about a lot that certainly have higher ceilings that could explode for, you know, 25 points and six threes. And and Gary Harris is not going to give you those. But I really like his floor. And we're talking about fantasy playoffs. I like guys that I can rely on that are going to play 30 plus minutes a night. They're going to score in double digits. You know, that won't have six, you know, eight rebounds, but should have four every night. That won't have nine assists, but should dish out, you know, two or three dimes. Get you some steals. Won't turn the ball over. Make his free throws. Good percentages. Um, you know, a good top 100-ish overall guy that's not overly sexy, Um, uh, you know, come the the fantasy playoffs, but I like having those guys that I don't have to worry about. I can start and don't worry, and and less likely to put up a dud than some other dudes.
0: Yeah, so in March, he's averaging 14 points per game. Four of those five games, 14 or more points, throwing 2.4 steals and 2.03s. That's the Gary Harris we've been hoping to see. So, maybe this is the start of a consistent run. It's not like this is the first time Gary Harris has gotten hot this year. So I guess you can, if you want to be skeptical and be like, no, it's not happening. Like, Okay, <laughs> that's fine. I'm not gonna argue with you, but it, it's definitely happening at the right time right now. So get him into lineups. Yeah,
1: it is actually. I'm just I'm just scanning his game log right now. It's the first time he scored 14 or more in three straight games this season. So, okay. Um, uh, you know he's been around you know 13, you know 15, 19 is whatever. But you know it, it certainly wouldn't shock anybody if he went back into his you know four points and, and two rebounds. But at the same time, I think there's a track record there. And again. It's not a situation. The Nuggets need to win games. He's been one of their most reliable players. Mike Malone loves him because even if he doesn't score, he plays well defensively. So um, I'm confident in in him seeing 30-plus minutes, and he should be able to um, help you and certainly not hurt you going forward.
0: All right. Uh, If you want to follow Tommy on Twitter, it is at... Tommy Beer. Tommy, you got a column you want to quickly promote before we get on? Uh,
1: yeah. Wednesday, uh, I will have the notable numbers and uh, probably include a few of the guys we just chatted about.
0: Nice. All right. So look for more on some of these guys that we talked about on Wednesday on rotoworld.com. Tommy, thanks for taking the time, man. All right, brother. Good talking to you. Yep. You too. See ya. Later. Steve Alexander joins us now. Steve, what's going on, man? What's new? What's happening?
2: I'm just trying to get over uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, shutting it all down on, on Monday night. Ooh, what, uh, what really got you there? What specifically? You know, I don't know if it was the fact that I loaded up on Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and DiVincenzo in FanDuel. Uh, I don't know if it's that I had DiVincenzo going against Dalton Del Don mm. in the Roto-World Live fantasy draft where i'm just i'm just trying to hang on and get in the playoffs and you know right around tip-off time i looked at his lineup and he still had Seth Curry, he still had Derrick Rose. I was like this dude is going to forget to set his lineup and i'm golden. And then at the very last second he picked up uh Joe Ingles who of co- of course went crazy. Like his best game all year off the bench for the Jazz. And he picked up uh, somebody else who went, went off. And I had nobody out there. That is classic Ugh. Dalton Del Don right there. <laughs> classic DDD. <laughs> yeah, and I sent him a note. I'm like, oh, dude, you, you killed me with that. He's like, oh, man, I didn't know who I was playing. I totally forgot about it. I set my lineup at the very last second. Now I feel bad that it's going to hurt you and I'm out of it but it's probably the right thing to do. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm, I I I'm not looking for collusion, but had you just forgotten to take care of that, I would have been very happy. But uh so I'm just I mean all of my teams are just falling apart at Whoa. the wrong time of the year and it, it feels like you have so little control in fantasy hoops when you get to this stage of the season when everybody just starts shutting down
0: yeah I mean I have a team where let's see I traded away Clint Capella I traded away Andre Drummond I traded away someone else who has gotten hurt and that's just luck I, I didn't foresee anything with Clint Capella where I, where I thought to myself oh, I should trade him now I just I just needed a, a point guard you know
2: yeah so. and it's interesting that I do that by low so high column as we often talk about today but uh you know, I was all over the the Milwaukee Bucks last week. And I was like, man, this 10-game, 9.5-game lead makes me nervous. Giannis missed a bunch of games last year. I mean, I think we talked about it we on did. this podcast last we week. And, you know, a week later, we're looking at the entire Bucks team just being gone. And now we don't know when Giannis is going to play again. Bledsoe's got a messed up knee. And then, you know, Budenholzer just decided to shut the whole team down last night. Then you've got all those people... Who brought their kids to the arena to see the Bucks play, to see Middleton, to see Giannis. Spent a bunch of money. You've got people who had money on the game. You've got all the DFS. It, the whole thing was just a... Uh, it just kind of ruined a perfectly good Monday night for me, to be honest, man.
0: Oof tough. You know, Well, first of all, if you went to the game expecting to see Giannis on Monday, you need to... We should probably read the Roto-World blurbs more often. (laughs) Yes, that's (laughs) true. But the rest of it, yeah, I'm with you. But,
2: you know, one thing that made me feel better was the Roto-World blurb uh, that came out on Tuesday that said, uh, Draymond Green, parentheses, planning vacation, (laughs) out again on Tuesday. And the fact that that thing is, I don't know if it's gone viral or not, but it's getting a lot of love and a lot of likes. And I'm not... I cannot take credit for writing that because I'm, I'm not that creative. But uh, that was pretty fun. All right. If you're
0: listening to this podcast, that might mean you're into fantasy baseball as well. And if that's the case, now is the time to put in the work so that you can draft a winner. Let our friends on the Roto-World baseball team do the heavy lifting for you. Get that extra edge with rankings, custom projections, positional tiers, mock drafts, and a whole lot more. They even have a new cheat sheet product if you're just looking for something quick and easy to bring with you to your draft. Go to rotoworld.com slash win and use promo code POD20 to get 20% off all MLB premium products. That's rotoworld.com slash win. Is the buy low sell, sell high column up now as oh, we speak? absolutely. All right, what do we got? What's, uh, I mean,
2: hit me with it. Oh, well, hold on a second because I didn't even think uh, think about going there because, because I was that's- so wound up about the friggin bucks <laughs> because that's literally where we go every every time we record this it is it is uh Nick, nikola jokic is off to a really slow start yes super slow yes uh two games he's shooting like eight of 24 he's not being aggr- aggressive on the offensive end four games in a row i think he's scored less than 20 points seems like a good time to go out and try to get you some nikola jokic Sure. He has these weird stretches. It's usually earlier in the season, I think.
0: And he was doing that earlier this season, early last season. The timing of this is not great, but sure. I I
2: got you. I'm with you. But, I mean, the the thing is... I talked to to, uh, someone about whether we should still be posting a buy low, sell high column this late in the season. Is Everybody's trade deadline is pretty much passed. Right. Um, I don't know that you can go out and trade for Nikola Jokic right now because your playoffs are probably going on. This may be last week for buy low, sell high. We may replace it next week with some NCAA tournament preview slash next year's rookie preview. Oh, okay. I like that. But anyway, other guys I like right now. I think I'm I'm ready to take a flyer on Otto Porter. I think uh, Bohan Bogdanovich has been a little funky in two of his last three. I, I also feel like Zach Levine is going to come back and finish up strong, which... Is controversial in my own head because the other half of me is scared to death of
0: yeah. Levine. That surprises me. Let's let's uh, dive into that for a second because I you, <laughs> I think you tend to be if you and I are sitting in a room you tend to be more of the doom and gloom guy when it comes to player outlooks and so I would think that you'd be like oh no Levine is toast so Levine let- is done well huh? maybe it's because I own him in six leagues Matt.
2: <laughs> Could it be could it be that it
0: could be, but I think your tendency would normally still be just to be like, oh, all my teams are up in smoke, I'm done, I'm toast, it's over, <laughs> I'm finished, none of my teams are getting it done, so like Ugh. so how did you arrive at an optimistic outlook on Levine?
2: because Zach Levine is on my team against del- Dalton del what is it <laughs> Dal- Dalton del Don, Matt. And he needs to play on Thursday, or I'm done. Got it's it. over. You're del. You're, you're del done if if he doesn't. I'm trying play. to. I'm del done if Zach Levine doesn't play. So I'm trying to will Zach Levine to play for me on Thursday. And if he plays on Thursday, then why not play Saturday? And if he plays on Saturday, why not just keep it going? I mean, I feel good vibes here. Like we're, he's really going to finish up strong.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> I have a story to tell you. I, if you recall, oh. when we did the waiver wire podcast. I said Cody Martin, I thought he was an interesting streamer, like DFS play on Monday against the Hawks, and we talked about the Hawks being super generous to random wing players. Then when the time Caleb. <laughs> the, 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 Then when the time came, oh, wait. Was that Caleb who went off? Yes. No, it was Cody, right? No. Oh, it was Caleb. That's Caleb hilarious, Caleb had a career-high 23. That's hilarious.
2: And okay. he, also, he also committed those two horrible fouls that allowed the Hawks to win the game, except trade. just free That's so
0: funny. I was, I was actually beating myself up, because when I went to set my DFS lineup, I totally forgot about Cody Martin, because I did it in a hurry, and I didn't use him. And then I checked the box score, and of course, you see, see Martin and... You know, on the Yahoo Sports Scores app, which I is probably what I check the most for scores. You know, it's just C. Martin. And since Cody Martin has been having the better stat lines, I just assumed that was him. But it was Caleb, so that's even more amazing.
2: <laughs> and, dude, this this Caleb versus Cody Martin thing, when you're trying to set a lineup in DFS or anywhere else or make a waiver move, I mean, it's the same picture. It's yeah. the same name. There's nothing different. They Neither one of them can score ever except last night, apparently. Like it's impossible to try to figure out which Martin you're picking up, and it's you've got to really be in tune with NBA basketball to be able to pick up the right Martin.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, yeah, it's wild that both those guys I mean they're they're like obviously decent players. I don't know that they'd be getting this opportunity on a on a better team, obviously, but it's kind of entertaining to watch.
2: Uh. (laughs) my favorite Martin right now it's Caleb but up until before that it was Cody yeah um but Caleb made some bad foul decisions last night really really poor choices he fouled DeAndre Hunter on a three and DeAndre Hunter hit the three free throws to win the game he also fouled Trey at the end of was it end of regulation or the end of first overtime and Trey could have iced it with a couple free throws and he he I, I was watching Trey shoot that that second free throw, and he paused and stood there for way longer than he normally does. And I I knew at that point we were in trouble. But <laughs> hey, man, the Hawks got what their twentieth win last night. Yep. Yeah.
1: Title town.
2: <laughs> I think they're like
0: they're close to five hundred over their last like twenty five ish games. They're uh, you know, hey, Cam Reddish looks great. So they have a, they have a few building blocks in Atlanta.
2: Okay. Yeah, the sweet. Last thing I got, man, Joe Ingles. Jingles went crazy last night. Sell high. Get rid of him while you, while you can. If you can. It's so
0: funny. Like, sell high. What does that even mean at this point? If your trade deadline's passed, just, <laughs> just like, throw him. Just, like, throw him to waivers or something. Yeah, just
2: throw, him, throw, him, throw him up and see, see, see where he sticks. Jump ship. <laughs>
0: yeah, 20 points. That was his first... Wow, holy cow. First 20-point game off the bench all year. Well, hang on a second. Since, I'm just going to go back to mid-January, January January 18th until now, he has played 23 games. Do you want to guess how many times he's hit double digits in that time? Three. Four, very good guess. Mm. That's not great. Yeah, he's bad. He gets six assists, but only 7.2 points. That's a tough stat line. You want to play one more game before we get out of here? Yeah. Do you know what it is? No. How old is Joe Ingles?
2: Uh, Joe Ingles is 27. Wow. You're going to be surprised by this one. 32. (laughs) 32. (laughs) Nailed it. Wait, what?
0: How do you? You just jump by increments of five? Uh,
2: I can tell. I can tell by your, uh, we've been doing this long enough, I can tell by your reaction. Yeah. Well done. Whether I'm five years early or five years late. That's an amazing recovery. I'll give you credit, though. That was good. Thanks, man. Thanks. That was solid. (laughs) I do what I can.
0: All right, well, Steve, as always, man, it's been a pleasure. If you want to follow Steve on Twitter, everyone, it is at Doctora or Doctora. There's a K in there. That's the most important thing. All right, that if it does it for us. If you want to, f- what? If you want to subscribe to the show, uh, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. I finally got that right. Take a second to rate and review us as well. Mike Gallagher will be back on Friday with his regular episode. We're back on Monday with the Waiver Wired podcast. Thanks to all of you for listening. We'll talk to you soon.